Section 12 of Talks by Abdul Baha given in Paris by Abdul Baha Abbas. Translated by Lady Sarah Louisa Blomfield. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicholas James Bridgewater. Talks by Abdul Baha given in Paris by Abdul Baha Abbas. Section 12 The Evolution of Matter and Development of the Soul November 3rd Paris is becoming very cold, so cold that I shall soon be obliged to go away. But the warmth of your love still keeps me here. God willing, I hope to stay among you yet a little while. Bodily cold and heat cannot affect the spirit, for it is warmed by the fire of the love of God. When we understand this, we begin to understand something of our life in the world to come. God, in his bounty, has given us a foretaste here, has given us certain proofs of the difference that exists between body, soul and spirit. We see that cold, heat, suffering, etc. only concern the body, they do not touch the spirit. How often do we see a man, poor, sick, miserably clad, and with no means of support, yet spiritually strong. Whatever his body has to suffer, his spirit is free and well. Again, how often do we see a rich man, physically strong and healthy, but with a soul sick unto death? It is quite apparent to the seeing mind that a man's spirit is something very different to his physical body. The spirit is changeless, indestructible. The progress and development of the soul, the joy and sorrow of the soul, are independent of the physical body. If we are caused joy or pain by a friend, if a love prove true or false, it is the soul that is affected. If our dear ones are far from us, it is the soul that grieves and the grief or trouble of the soul may react on the body. Thus, when the spirit is fed with holy virtues, then is the body joyous. If the soul falls into sin, the body is in torment. When we find truth, constancy, fidelity and love, we are happy. But if we meet with lying, faithlessness and deceit, we are miserable. These are all things pertaining to the soul, and are not bodily ills. Thus it is apparent that the soul, even as the body, has its own individuality. But if the body undergoes a change, the spirit need not be touched. When you break a glass on which the sun shines, the glass is broken, but the sun still shines. If a cage containing a bird is destroyed, the bird is unharmed. If a lamp is broken, the flame can still burn bright. The same thing applies to the spirit of man. Though death destroy his body, it has no power over his spirit. This is eternal, everlasting, both birthless and deathless. As to the soul of man after death, it remains in the degree of purity to which it has evolved during life in the physical body. 
and after it is freed from the body it remains plunged in the ocean of god's mercy from the moment the soul leaves the body and arrives in the heavenly world its evolution is spiritual and that evolution is the approaching unto god in the physical creation evolution is from one degree of perfection to another the mineral passes with its mineral perfections to the vegetable the vegetable with its perfections passes to the animal world and so on to that of humanity this world is full of seeming contradictions in each of these kingdoms mineral vegetable and animal life exists in its degree though when compared to the life in a man the earth appears to be dead yet she too lives and has a life of her own in this world things live and die and live again in other forms of life but in the world of the spirit it is quite otherwise the soul does not evolve from degree to degree as a law it only evolves nearer to god by the mercy and bounty of god it is my earnest prayer that we may all be in the kingdom of god and near him end of section twelve